everyone. Welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, the internet has ushered in a new age of thievery in the world, and more specifically in the U.S. See, here's why. I don't think the phone call call centers in Nigeria, they're not calling Cameroon. They're not calling France. They're not calling England. They're calling the U.S. Why? It can't be that we have money. We have a huge amount of people that don't have money. But I think it's got a lot to do with the fact that we're just like the biggest suckers. In America, there's always the belief that there's a deal out there. There's a special thing that exists just for us. And I honestly think it, it's because the American dream works against us there. You know, when you believe that the roads are paved in gold, of course you're going to call the place where they have the, the streets paved in gold and see if you can get a couple of, uh, you know, cobblestones. What do those fetch on the open market? But when it comes to the internet and thievery, that's where things crank up an extra notch. There's scamming emails and Craigslist deals and ads that are even on reputable websites, although it depends on how reputable you happen to think Facebook is. I mean, there's a number of fake ads in there. But Facebook will never admit that. Hell, the last election, they proved that Russia just played Facebook like a like a violin when it comes to fake ads and all kinds of shit. And Facebook basically said, eh, wasn't our fault. Trump, Trump, Trump. And they blamed it on, on anybody else that they could. And then the funny part was when Twitter and Facebook and all them said that they don't have any political agenda and they're not trying to influence any election. Well, first of all, not true. And you can see the liberal leanings of both of them. This isn't meant to be a political podcast. Never has been. Quite honestly, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I was disabused of that a long time ago. I mean, the closest thing I, I come to right now is, is libertarian, but even then, not close. I believe the government should be a really good secretary. Find out what you need and see what it's got to help you, and then get the fuck out of your way. And that's all we're talking about politics. Back to internet thievery. But when it comes to buying stuff, using the internet, ordering and having it shipped to you is one thing, but when they're using it to, like, the whole Craigslist structure, somebody has an item, they put it on Craigslist, they include photos, they tell you how much it is, you call them, it is available, oh, it is what I'm looking for, all right, I'll come over. You hand them cash, you leave. It seems like a very simple transaction. And yet, here we are with what Craigslist as it is today. By my figuring, I'd say 75% of, of everything on Craigslist is complete forgery, thievery, and just out to scam somebody. And that's based on personal experience. Goodness, what was that one years ago? I was doing a, a test on Facebook, and this is actually from a previous, I think it's a previous, podcast uh, slash blog post and it, I had called about a TV and the person that answered the phone within the first five minutes told me yes the TV is available and this was back probably 10 years ago 65 inch TV all but unheard of back then 65 inch LCD they're going in the stores for about five grand for the cheap ones this one's going for 900 Yes, it's still available. The person had a very effeminate voice. 
they told me within the first 30 seconds that they are transgender, that they are single, that they are a Scorpio. Uh, how tall was I? What was my opinion of transgender relationships? Could I come over today? And if I don't have cash for the TV, we'll work something out. And then I called back. I had a friend of mine call back five minutes later, a female. She was told very briskly, no, sold the TV the other day. No, thank you. Bye. Click. And the voice was not quite so feminine and flirty. So all I can think of is Tinder wasn't working out. Okay, Cupid wasn't giving her the selection she's looking for, and perhaps Grinder just wasn't there either. So, we're using Craigslist as a dating app now. When all you want is just to buy something. And everybody else has a different agenda. You wish there was no agenda. You just wish it was like a store. What if you went into Walmart, and you walked up to the counter, and you say, I'd like to buy these shorts, this case of beer, and this box of frozen chicken. It's okay. Well, actually, the frozen chicken's not chicken. It's duck. The beer is actually, there's. it's not a case. It's only two of them. And the shorts, there's actually three pairs, and they're all irregular. So they only fit if, you know, the zipper is on the leg. So as long as you're okay with that, I'll knock a buck off. It's like, no, I just wanted what I wanted to buy. Whether it's in the store, online, or in person. All I want is what I'm looking to pay for. But all of that together is what brings us to today's episode. You gotta know when to hold them on today's Caffeinated Humor. So, I'm in the market for another car. Shopping for cars in the internet age is a lot like being forced to do gay porn to pay the rent. You really hate it, it's humiliating, and in the end, it's rare you don't just feel screwed. Okay, so maybe I'm being a little overly dramatic, but still. And when you're buying at one of the many methods of car finding in the internet age, there is definitely the feeling of being overwhelmed. For me, it's a tough call to, as to what I hate more, buying a new car or a nasty case of hiccuping diarrhea. Uh, don't Google that, I, I made it up, but it, it paints a picture, doesn't it? Now here's why. Three calls to private sellers of cars on Craigslist. Number one, turns out the car listed had been impounded for expired tags, and if I'll just wait a few days, he'll knock off $200 for my patience. Now, I hung up on that one before he asked me to help bail the car out because I could feel it coming. Number two, I ask about the car, and I'm immediately, I'm immediately informed of two typos, that the car is actually 10 years older and that the mileage is about 150000 more. Now, in terms of closing a deal, telling me the car is, is a lot older and a hell of a lot more worn out is no way to go. It's just not going to get the job done. Number three, the car is, in a, is a phenomenal deal. Can I pay cash? Will I be coming alone? I'm not a cop, am I? Because, hey, man, I just got out of jail and I don't need, quote unquote, that shit. Yeah, and when they find my body in a ditch, bury me in my blue suit. That one's always been my favorite. Now, that's just the private sellers on Craigslist. Here's the three car dealers that I called on Craigslist. One dealership I called, I was hung up on twice. Now, the second time, I heard shouting in the background. God knows what's going on over there. Second one I called, 
I asked for the car in the ad and was told that it had just sold, but hey, they have better cars to show me. When can I come down? I hung up and called back and I asked for a car uh, name that does not exist, the Buick Lorax, and I was told the exact same thing. Now, the third dealership I called, I was told the car I was asking about was being repaired and should be running any day now. Well, then don't charge more than Kelly Blue Book and claim that it's in perfect condition. I don't get it. Can't someone just list a car they want to sell? I call, I go look at it, and then I give them money and I drive away in the car. Evidently not. So I went to the car lot. Now there's a nasty looking lot just down the street from my place. I didn't go there to get a, ch a car. I just kind of went there to stir the pot. It's kind of what I do. It's, it, it is important to have a hobby. Now, first of all, I've sold cars before. You never drive onto the car lot. If you do, it's like shot, it's like a, a, a wildebeest on the Serengeti driving into the middle of the field and going, I'm here, just to make sure the lions hear him. And then, you know, both the wildebeest and me, God help us then. So I approach on foot. I manage to get past the first line of cars before I'm approached by a sweaty older guy in a cheap suit. The sweaty I don't get, it's chilly out when I walked up. Looking for a car? I mean, that's an awesome opening line. I mean, this being a car lot and all. Do you take trade-ins? His eyes lit up. If he can browbeat me into giving my car up for next to nothing, he can sell me a car now, get paid, and then some, sell someone else my car tomorrow and get paid again. Sure, what you got? No shit, he honestly stroked his chin. I look around. 54 Edsel. Doesn't run. Can you guys tow? The light and soul seems to go out of his eyes, and he suspects I'm screwing with him. Which is pretty good instincts, because I am. What can you tell me about this car? I reach out and slap the hood of a car. You got a good eye there. Just for the record, I have a lazy eye, so he might have been counter-screwing with me. It's hard to tell at this point. Then why is there a puddle of oil under it? I am now just making up random shit. I haven't even looked. I actually feel bad as he gets on his sweaty hands and knees in his cheap suit to look. Now the fine line between having fun at somebody else's expense and just being a flat out asshole was just crossed and I realize it. It's bad karma and it serves me right. I let him know I may be back and I head out. Because the last thing I want to do is stay on that car lot after I've already announced that I'm a dick. Because there's a song called The Gambler by Kenny Rogers that talks about knowing when to walk away. And I know my cue when I hear it. Time to get some coffee. Hope you liked today's episode. I know I did. Do me a favor. If you liked it, even if you didn't, listen to more episodes. Put it on the background. Let it play like white noise. Just something to help you sleep at night. Anything. I need you to listen. Share it if you can. Support it if you can. Thank you. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.